Welcome to The Stars Aligned, a podcast about all things astro and human design, and how these two amazing tools connect to help you align with the life you came here to live. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Stars Aligned. Um, Today, we have a really special guest joining us, and... Our special guest today, and we're really excited because um, we are collaborating um, together for our first virtual retreat. And yeah, we're so excited. So this guest is a manifesta. So I'm going to allow her to take the lead and just introduce herself. So hi, Harriet. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having me. Hey. Nice <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm Harriet and I'm coming to you from Bristol in the UK. And yes, yeah, so as Abby said, I'm a manifester and Gemini, so I'm sure Siobhan will tell, tell us more about my chart. But yeah, I'm a midwife for my day job. I've been a midwife for just over a decade. And I also teach some yoga, pregnancy yoga and restorative yoga and meditation more recently. So yeah, that's what I'll be sharing in our retreat um, coming up. So doing some restorative yoga and meditation. And yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, guys. Yay. It's so nice to have you here. And I'm so curious about like, what was your journey with finding yoga and meditation? Like, how did you kind of stumble onto that path from from midwifery to yoga to meditation? I feel like you have your finger in a lot of different pies, which is you know, the classic kind of Gemini energy, like very curious about a lot of different things, some kind of eclectic interests in there. So yeah, we'd love to hear like how you found yoga and meditation. Yeah, good question. So I guess like you say, it's not kind of the traditional midwifery add-on, but probably from my teens, I was always interested in the kind of more spiritual side of yoga and read some books, but it was never something at my school or in my friendship group that anybody did you know it was very like mainstream sports and you know the Mm. usual sort of stuff which never really was for me I hate kind of competitive sports um so I think it was probably when I then started traveling um that obviously I went to parts of the world where yoga was more um prevalent and originated from and I kind of lent into it as a practice to kind of spend time just with myself and you know shut out the world and kind of use it as a a bit of a healing practice and yeah I think I like that there's so much variety and it's open to everybody you can practice together or alone and then I took a pregnancy yoga course about six years ago I think now when I Mm. realized actually there was a big what I felt a big gap in midwifery and our sort of maternity care where I could fill that um, for women to give them you know community connection um, body and mind connection body and baby connection using their breath and just yeah so I did the course and realized it kind of fitted hand in hand really well with my midwifery practice and it was a way of me enjoying being a part of women's journeys in pregnancy as well without the kind of responsibility side of work so it was kind of a halfway house for me 
to enjoy that journey with them without the um you know the yeah the responsibility that comes with being a midwife as well so a bit of downtime and yeah that then led me into more recently the meditation and the restorative side of things as a kind of um a deeper dive into the I guess the emotional side rather than the physical so yeah yeah and and that's like I mean I I think it goes so beautifully with well it kind of it plays together so beautifully with your manifesto energy as well because you know the manifesto signature is peace and it's just this constant kind of search for peace that that is what you're looking for mm. in your life peace and harmony and you know kind of um just how can you look for that during your days and in your work and everything and you know for you you found that peace through I what I've what I'm hearing is through meditation when you were traveling and this and that and just how you've brought it together to you know nurture not only yourself but nurture other people around you and that is that like that is that beautiful um kind of way that manifestors are supposed to be you know they're in this kind of power of initiating and you know creating new paths and new ways of being and this kind of thing but in a peaceful way you know and just how you've brought that into a delivery room even I'm like listening to you and I'm like oh my gosh I hope you're my midwife when I have a baby yeah (laughs) just that presence that you're that you I'm sure you really bring into the delivery room is really amazing and you know um Harriet sorry just to kind of add on from what Abby was saying there because it ties in so nicely with the line that you live on um in Bristol so you are lucky enough to live on a Jupiter line, which is yeah. amazing, you know. It's been quite and, a journey to get Yeah, it, it has. And also because you have a Mars line nearby. So I think sometimes that kind of seeps into your energy as well. So kind of finding that balance. But what I love about your Jupiter line is that your Jupiter is in Taurus in the seventh house. And just what Abby was saying, like kind of this, you you know, like holding space for people, this kind of grounding energy, like Taurus is very much about the five senses. So, you know, even in your restorative practice or in midwifery, like I know recently you've kind of been bringing aromatherapy into it and looking at this kind of thing, like how can you make the birth for these women as comfortable as possible? How can you make your restorative practice and your guided meditations as like, yeah, creating that kind of cozy Taurus grounding atmosphere. And with the seventh house, the seventh house is all about harmony and relationships. And, you know, you live on the Jupiter descending line, which is connected with the seventh house of harmony and relationships. So really, like, people are going to feel that connection with you there and feel this optimism, feel this joy, like you have this way of just bringing joy to people. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, it's so weird when I found out, when you told me I lived on my Jupiter line, because I've lived a hell of a lot of places in the UK, Mm. being an army brat, and weirdly was born on this line, I think as well. Yes, yeah. yeah, And then we went away and came back and went away and came back. And then I kind of ended up here through meeting my partner in India, who Mm. on a Jupiter near a Jupiter line as well by the way so the closest is is also Jupiter line and he is from where I was born in a small like part Mm. in in Wiltshire so yeah it's just super weird that 
but obviously faith life brought you I back. found myself back here and it was the first place I thought yeah I'll I'll put down roots because I think having moved so much growing up mm. and there was a kind of peace I think coming back here um yeah and there were quite fond memories of this area that then later sort of there was some you know disharmony in the home later on so this is quite a familiar and comforting place before we left here it was all kind of yeah quite peaceful mm. and yeah weird to find myself back here the more further north you go um you have this crossing with a Mars line. So, you know, perhaps when you were moving around, maybe more like north of England wasn't as harmonious as um, where you are in the south now. Yeah. And, you know, with your Mars being, your Mars is in the fourth house, I believe. Um, yeah. So very much like if you think about Mars energy, which we're going to be looking at in the retreat, um, you know, it's where we get our energy or drive from. But there are some like negative aspects of Mars too, like more of those you know, like anger and that yang energy, like a lot of fire. Um, and that could kind of come into the home there as well. So the further south you go, more towards that Jupiter line, like where you are now, the more harmonious it is. And like right down in um, closer to like Cornwall and stuff as well, it gets even more harmonious. So yeah, yeah, that's where my mom lives, right on the bottom of Cornwall. So visiting there and being near the mm. water, which I know is in my chart a lot, but that's where I find my peace. And um, particularly find it really easy to be inspired for meditations or restorative stuff. A lot of the ones that I write or when I sit, I kind of picture myself there a lot because it feels like the pinnacle of peace down in Cornwall. So, so Harriet, would you say, like, tell me a little bit more about what it feels to live on a Jupiter line. Cause I don't think neither Abby or I have had that experience yet. Like, does it, you know, with that seventh house of kind of wanting to, you almost embody like this wise sage energy, like you create these like safe nurturing spaces for people and, you know, this like harmonious atmosphere, like, do you feel you're leaning more into that nurturing side on this line? Yeah, I think so. I think it feels having moved a lot. And when I first moved south, it was to Surrey, London area, which I think maybe is some Mars energy there yeah 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 so I think I did find that quite full-on and maybe it just wasn't the right time as well but that was quite a difficult first year of being qualified but yeah when I found myself back here after traveling it did just feel that yeah I could put down roots and um I've made some really beautiful friendships and community I, I feel like it is a community yeah that the feeling of that that I've never had before um on a small level when we lived up north we had that but now with having stood still in one place for such a long time well for me like going on eight years is a long time and you know I've been especially with midwifery I've been in the local community area for um a few years and then the local birth center so I've met women with subsequent pregnancies and really seen that their community grow and been a part of nurturing them on that journey so that's been probably my favorite part of sticking around long enough to kind of see those journeys unfold um and keep in touch with people and bump into people and feel like yeah I I belong here I don't know whether I would say I was from Bristol because that that always still seems a weird phrase for me to say having moved so much but it feels like Bristol is home and there's a community connection and that I've helped kind of nurture some of those relationships by 
through my work and yeah through yoga they all have overlapped nicely and yeah it feels feels a really nice place to be living on and definitely peaceful Mm -hmm. yeah like you also have um what I like to call my favorite gate within human design um, because I just love this gate completely translates into real life so wonderfully and I see it with so many clients but you have gate 27 which is all about nature and car and it's like you know uh, it's really interesting so you actually have it in your venus and you also have it in your moon so you know it, it's like that extra nurturing energy and people who have this gate they tend to like bring it into their work life you know so a lot of people I've worked with um you know they are nurses or midwives or doctors or healers or you know they just have some sort of strong connection to wellness and you know and also like holding space um for you too there is a really huge sense of community within your chart as a whole you know your life profile is a four six and you know a four six is really actually very much like the center of the tribe you know they're kind of like the the person that people can kind of like come to and you know look up to in a sense it's not you know it's a little bit different to you know Siobhan you're a three five so Mm. you know people get that sense from your aura that you know, oh, you can help me, you can save my day, that kind of thing. But with a four, six, it's a little bit more, it's really more about uh, personal connection. So it's really like having those kind of, you know, creating those spaces and those connections with people that I would say, you know, like the, the new parents and things that you work with, you probably create like a deeper connection with them, like, you know, kind of really, yeah, that really resonates throughout your chart. Um, Yeah. And I would like to ask you um, about emotions. So you are an emotional manifesto. Um, So I would like to know just as a whole, um, as a manifesto, how does that play out? Because when you are a manifesto, so anyone else who's listening who might be a manifesto. So if you're a manifesto, you are really here to kind of trailblaze and make things happen and that kind of comes on by, you know, almost having these like downloads, these spontaneous urges just to do thing, do something because it just feels right. And you can't explain it. You can't really articulate it. It's just something you've got to go for, you know, um, or not go for the opposite. Um, so, but as an emotional manifesto, you've kind of got to allow yourself to process those, that spontaneity as well, and just give yourself a minute. Um, so yeah, just like if you can let us know, like, uh, in terms of, you know, your emotional wave, like, does that affect these urges or, you know, kind of how does that play out in your, um, day to day, your emotions? Yeah, I think, um, it's been really affirming to learn more about being a manifesto from you actually, because I think all the years I've kind of, you know, maybe when the crowd goes left, I've always thought, oh, but what's right? Like, why are we going left? You know, I've kind of always had that. um, It almost is more with to not the urges to not do something than necessarily to do something. I probably get more urges um, to not conform than to do something. I don't know if that's um, 
No, that's totally right. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, you want to go, you want to have your own path, yeah. you know? So that's, and it's been really nice to, I was just saying to someone the other day at work actually about, you know, your twenties and then I'm 32 now and sat in return. And we were talking about, you know, it's just really nice when you do step into who you are and kind of own that. And I think when I read about that, you know, my human design and astrology stuff, it just really felt like, oh, that's why, like, that's why all through school and all through every kind of friendship group and everything, I've just always had that, oh, but just because it is, why does it have to be, you know, maybe we should, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I shouldn't yeah. conform to that or, and not in a kind of rebellious way, but just in a, what everyone else might accept, I always would question, you know, and I might still come to the same decision, but it just always triggers. So I think that's my urge is like the urge is to question what others might not. Um, that feels how it probably presents most. Um, but then I do get these really weird urges sometimes that I have just said to people in the past, I, I don't know, I just am quitting my job and going around the world or mm-hmm. I am going to live in a yurt for a year while I save up for a house or you know and and just it, it, that that's just what I'm doing um yeah, yeah tell so us about the yurt life, life. Oh, I want to I really want to know about I forgot life. about yeah. it yeah yeah so um before I bought this house in Bristol um I was in a rental and um kind of trapped between paying the rent that meant you couldn't really save because you know rent is quite high in Bristol and um just for where we were at with um my sister moving out and um, my partner working away we just you know and I wasn't ready to buy so I was kind of like oh like maybe in the future with my yoga and stuff it would be cool to have a glamping retreat and do you know have yurt retreats and then I kind of was like oh it might be good to experience yurt life and kind of know how to maintain them and there's always been something um I don't know just I've been drawn to them and drawn to kind of um alternative living like and I still think I'll probably end up in some hippie commune one day but um yeah I've just been curious so a friend had a garden big enough with decking and um I found myself in a yurt for a year in, in her garden. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this yeah, so much. <laughs> so me and the sausages were out there with our log fire and this beautiful, really beautiful space. That, and I, there's something really special about living in a round. Mm. There's almost never anything behind you. It always feels like it feels really nurturing and just oh. open and safe. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have known I was in the middle of Bristol in a yurt you know I mean it was it was yeah it was great the yurt was beautiful and hopefully um yeah hopefully it will go out to Portugal to a friend's land um when it can and then I can stay in it again that Jupiter line goes down to Portugal by the way oh amazing yeah I'm just checking inner Mong I like Mongolia because I'm like yeah maybe that's where my pool was oh you've got you've got like a million lines in Mongolia (laughs) oh my gosh how crazy that must make sense yeah but I also just looking at your um like your Jupiter placement in your human design it's connected to the throat so I don't know if you know when you do live on these Jupiter lines you maybe feel more empowered Mm -hmm. to share or more empowered you know like 
did you kind of um for you know your meditation training and things like that did you do this you know where you are now yeah I did so it it may be it like kind of um I'm just kind of interpreting you know and kind of using my intuition but maybe it kind of brings this sort of clarity within your voice or makes you really kind of feel more empowered to you know use your voice on this Jupiter line yeah yeah weirdly the training was actually going to be in Bristol um and then mm-hmm. COVID happened so she couldn't fly over from the states but I still did it here online from Bristol but mm-hmm. yeah I think doing the training like I always had meditated for the last few years and I think going to India um I felt a really big pull to learning more about it when I was there and would always consider doing a retreat and stuff going back to India but um you know with work and trying to save up for a house and stuff that didn't happen and yeah I was beginning to feel like meditation was really changing um me as a person and helping heal some things and wanted to then be able to yeah speak that forth and communicate that kind of what has felt like a gift and a really like a gem to have found and so and I think with the restorative yoga as well that was also um a big part of that as well was the in the restorative poses I like to also then you know add in some words that help take people deeper and maybe you know open themselves up um in areas that they might not have thought about before you know so I tend to to theme each class each week like on healing or letting go or manifestation or something so I feel like maybe it's just getting older as well and coming into my own but I feel now yeah I feel using my voice doesn't feel so scary anymore Mm. oh that's so lovely and Siobhan you will have to check all of our um, astro charts for the best placement for our first in-person retreat that I'm feeling you know <laughs> we'll come actually um I'm looking right now and um there's so many lines I want to bring up but um just because Harriet your north node is in Pisces and I'm really feeling this like shift for you you know since your Saturn return to embrace that more because with your north node in Pisces it's all about just flowing more it's about it's also this focus on mental health, not just on like physical health and things and kind of a shift away from maybe focusing on the body more to really focusing on the mind, which I think, you know, with what you just said, like thinking how healing meditation, you know, doing the meditation training and just the practice of meditation, how healing it's been for you and wanting to share that with others um, really ties in with your North node. And so when you have your north node in Pisces the lines that we would look at for that are your Neptune lines because um Pisces is ruled by Neptune and I'm looking at where your Neptune lines are and I'm like this is unbelievable because they are kind of very peaceful places for example a line that we could possibly all do an in-person retreat on would be in Bali because you have your you have the perfect line through Bali Harriet you have your Neptune um MC line there the Neptune midheaven line so this you know ties in with your north node and pisces this this line in astrophotography is all about peace and for people who are working in like as healers working creatively it's such a nice line to go to to build community and i'm sure if you've been to bali have you been to bali yeah and it's that's really funny you say that because so when i was in australia um i was due to then go on to bali to meet our mutual friend cara 
and um, Australia was just taking so much money. You know, I was just absolutely broke so much sooner <laughs> than I thought. But also I was like, oh, I just feel like I liked Australia, but there was this pull to get to Bali quicker. So mm. I left Australia and had a week extra in Bali. So it was two weeks I had. And there'd been various things that had happened and kind of come up with family at home over yeah over at the time I was in Australia and Bali was just probably one of my favorite places on earth so thinking of the Pisces and the water like I probably spent like three quarters of the day in water like honestly I was just in the water so much like swimming with turtles and just felt so at peace and just really yeah I think that was one of the places I made some quite kind of I did a lot of meditation there um, and made some quite big decisions about letting some difficult things go, relationship with my father and kind of healing from some troubles that I think, yeah, I'd spent the beginning of my 20s just not dealing with. And then I think in Bali was a big, it was, I remember having big reflective moments of like, it's okay to sit with it. Mm. and yeah and doing a lot of meditation there because obviously Bali is like a beautiful place for yoga and meditation there's so much on offer when you're there um it's heaven oh it's like it really is like I mean they say you know the word Ubud means medicine in Balinese and it's like I mean it's so true it's so amazing you know um and it does it yeah. feels like that tonic for the soul yeah. you know so we're going there um, then um, yeah we uh abby and i both yeah. have venus lines there i have saturn too which is a bit there's some lessons for me there but but in a good way you know maybe it's that like wise teacher kind of energy yeah i'm thinking this more like a teacher yeah. sort of um, um but this is such a beautiful line for you harriet and so interesting what you're saying as well about the stuff you kind of felt like you were healing from on that line because your your north node is in the fourth house and your south node is in the 10th house and that 10th house is a connection with our fathers the fourth house is more kind of a connection with our mothers so not to say like letting that stuff kind of go but um you know, not to be like dwelling on it so much like kind of to be moving forward and thinking about with that fourth house like how do you want to like move forward and create a family of your own? Like, how do you want to kind of nurture and getting comfortable with like getting comfortable with your vulnerabilities on that line as well? You know, with with Neptune in the fourth house, it's very much about kind of just yeah embracing that, which, you know, maybe in your younger years, you kind of tried to avoid in a way. And now, you know, when you especially with the Saturn return, there's almost no escaping it. Like we're kind of forced to sit and look at this stuff and yeah, yeah it, it can be so healing and your other your other Neptune lines um are also in very healing places like Hawaii you know it's so and and isn't what is that band that you really like aren't they based in Hawaii no oh Nako Bear and Medicine for People are they in Hawaii no I is he a, in Hawaii? A, a lot yeah a lot of the songs originate from there I think and a lot of yeah them, you know, there's definitely a big connection there yeah um, and it's funny because your Neptune lines, like they're close to Bali, they're close to Hawaii, like obviously within the vicinity of the 500 kilometer astrocartography radius, but they're in the ocean, you know, which is you're also you're, with Pisces. It's like learning to flow. It's, it's also being kinder mm. to yourself, like being more gentle and 
you know, not putting so much, so many expectations on yourself, like maybe meditation for you has also helped you kind of to release that pressure in a way, just to yeah. kind of like sink into who you are and, you know, embrace that voice that you have that Abby's been talking about. Mm. And um, yeah. And in terms of like um, emotionality, I mean, Pisces is, can be, it's about emotions as well, right? Like about kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, within your chart, the most activated center that you have is the emotional center. And of course, this makes you emotional authority and, um, you know, you're susceptible to the emotional wave. I just want to kind of like, let's bring that out because I'm also emotional. So um, how do you feel? Like, do you have a wave? Can you distinguish when you're having a wave or can you, do you have like those days where you wake up and you just feel low and there's not really a reason for it. You're just like, yeah. oh, right, I'm here, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think I do. You have and those? I think I always, um, so yeah, backstory. My father has really poor mental health and that was kind of um, a really difficult, challenging, um, yeah, really dark cloud over our kind of teen years. And so since that, obviously any low mood or day where I feel a bit like, oh you know it's always been a scary feeling for me you know like wondering Mm, how how someone mm. gets from a few bad days right to you know despair and darkness um so yeah I think for when I've had those days before I used to be yeah a bit wary of them and a bit like oh let's just get out of that like can't be doing you know let's let's up and at them like Mm -hmm. you know let's not sit with that if you sit with it too long it stews and it develops whereas now um I'm not scared of any emotion anymore nothing Mm -hmm. nothing scares Mm -hmm. me um meditation I now feel whatever it is if I'm just really annoyed or you know I'm really sad Mm -hmm. or whatever I just feel it's okay to sit with it and let it be a visitor but not maybe let it become a resident you know just sit with it oh I love that Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to be here to stay but if you don't it comes back and that's what I learned through my 20s I did a lot of um you know just in denial about my situation and not not having my father in my life anymore and his his really poor mental health and this kind of subsequent yeah domestic abuse in the home and stuff like that there was a lot of not speaking of it then I went through a well worse happens at sea you know, other people have a worse life, I'm fine, and kind of sharing the mm. narrative, but as a big disconnect from me. And then obviously that comes full circle and it you can't outrun those things. And that's what meditation has mm-hmm. been for me. It's been sitting with it mm. and sitting with any feeling. So when I have those days when I wake up a bit flat or or low or um nostalgic or there's a trigger for me, I now just sit with them and I don't outrun them. And there's been a beauty mm. in that. I, yeah, I no longer feel scared. Totally. Whatever comes. It's like, it's definitely, um, it's definitely hard to sometimes just accept that we're emotional and that we just, sometimes we wake up and we don't know exactly how we're going to feel that day, but it's also okay. You know, like, like you say, it's, you know, allow it to be a visitor and allow it to be like, make it like a happy visitor. You know, <laughs> it sounds like kind of um like an oxymoron really, you know, if I'm saying like, you know, allow your low emotions to be happy, but you know, it's kind of, we can actually 
celebrate our lows in a certain way um just as much as we celebrate our highs you know like we if we're in a really great mood like we're you know wanting to praise ourselves and you know like really ride the high of that wave and we're loving it and whatever but when we're low it's kind of like you know like oh what is wrong with you like you know but we can celebrate it through creativity or stillness or you know nurture there's so many ways that we can try and just welcome it and just be like okay like what can I take from this right like so um so yeah thank you for sharing it feels good to be done with trying to rally myself and put on a energetic face but you know when you you plan something and you used to just I just felt like I had to sit, go out I you know I planned it I've got to go see that person whereas now I I don't I don't mm. feel bad anymore about saying actually I just need to sit quietly like it's too much today I just need, yeah need a quiet day especially yeah. with the shifts I do and nights and stuff of course yeah. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, I, I would say you expend a lot of um, emotion yeah. in the work yeah. that you do as well, which is amazing, you know, but there's two connections I just want to quickly um, talk about with your emotional center. So um, you have like a connection to the throat um, from your emotions, and I can kind of look at that on two sides of the coin. So it could be that when your voice is suppressed, when you aren't able to express, it can trigger you to feel a little bit low. Um, And on the flip side of that is that there is power in talking through emotion. Um, So I feel like this could really kind of play out through meditation and talking people through birth and, you know, all of these like amazing ways of using like emotion with your voice. And I think that relates very much to this Pisces energy, right? Mm. Siobhan, like with um, Harriet's North. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, this connection with Pisces also. So also in astrology, like sometimes we don't have a planet in a certain house, but we have a sign there. And um, Harriet, you also have Pisces. It's in the fourth house. I mean, your North Node is in Pisces in the fourth house, but with Pisces in the fourth house, it's kind of this connection with your roots in a way, which, you know, it ties in with everything you've just been saying about your dad. And, you know, thanks for sharing that. Like, I know that's not like necessarily an easy thing to talk about, but also how empowering that you feel comfortable to do that now, you know, to kind of talk about all these transformations you've been through and, you know, with, with your, with your roots, with your fourth house and astrology, kind of growing up in that, in that atmosphere, um, that Pisces kind of atmosphere. And, you know, on the other spectrum, your, your 10th house is um, with Virgo, that's your midheaven. So it's almost like they've now reversed in a way. So when you were younger, you weren't necessarily comfortable talking about those kinds of things. And then now it's like, it's completely shifted and you're, Mm. you're embracing your own mental health and like, you know, nurturing that and like giving yourself that space to kind of sit with those things. Like you want to help other people with their mental health as well. Like I'm, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm also sure with like pregnancy, right? Like, you know, post-pregnancy, postnatal, there's, there's so, there's a lot of things happening with, with new moms and just being there for them, like creating that safe space for mm-hmm. them. So, you know, with your, with your midheaven, that, that 10th house being in Virgo, um, in astrology, that really points to our, our calling, um, you know, the path that we're on. And like Abby said, with gate 27, it goes together so nicely because your midheavens in Virgo and Virgo is it's the, the medicine woman, the healer, the helper, the devoted, mm. um, 
if there's anyone I've ever met who's kind of like here to help others, you know, every day, like, hey, Siobhan, like, how's your health today? How are you? Like, you're always checking in, like, you know, all of these women that come to you and, you know, are under your care when they give birth, like, they're so lucky. (laughs) So lucky. Because you really give it everything it's it's so genuine as well it's you know you you care um Mm. and that shows up in in your restorative yoga classes that I've attended you know your meditations that you just send to me (laughs) to help me with my healing like um you can see you're really on the right path it's amazing Mm. and it's actually these connections I was talking about within your emotional center they're actually in your north node sign Mm. um so one of them gate 36 it's actually a transit that we're all kind of going through right now in human design and it's all about solving your own emotions so then you're able to solve other people's emotions which is just exactly echoing what you just um explained so beautifully Siobhan (laughs) yeah um so usually we also kind of like to do some travels through the map in these um, in these episodes. Is there anywhere you've kind of, like, let's just talk about some places you've been that feel good. Like, where's your happy place? So um, Greece, you know, I love the, the Greek islands. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of been um, such a peaceful place for me. And um, somewhere I've really felt, you know, I can just shake off any worries and just, be myself yeah so I guess yeah Greece is one of the my happy places Mm, and you you have this is like crazy because you don't have that many lines in Europe but you have four lines through the Greek islands you know (laughs) you have your you have your sun descending your mercury descending your venus descending and chiron descending so they're all to do with relationships it's kind of this energy you know, with others, but it's like this energy you project out and they kind of give to you as well. So maybe even the people there and how they make you feel. Um, I love that you have Chiron there as well. Like we haven't talked about it that much on the podcast, but Chiron is, isn't a planet, it's an asteroid and it's the wounded healer. So often when we go to a Chiron line, we really, we feel that deep healing. Um, you know, it, it can bring stuff up to the surface, some vulnerabilities that we kind of need to look at, but it's always just like a safe space as well. Um, and knowing that you have Chiron there and Venus, a very romantic line, um, and then Mercury with your voice as well, and your son just filling your own cup as well. You know, you're, you're here for others. You're always serving others. So it's important that you do give yourself that space to just go and serve yourself, fill your own cup as well. So yeah, Greece, Greece is amazing. Yeah, that's been my kind of holiday since working. That's been my summer holiday to go there. And and weirdly, I think I've been there in another life. So that's a whole other story. Oh, but if the 100%. When I went to Ithaca, I was like, yeah, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I've been here before. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if that ties in with the and stuff. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I was wondering as well, because I know that my Mars line is in South Africa and Siobhan's Mars line is in Sweden. <laughs> and of course our retreat. So we're going to talk a little bit about our, our retreat now, but, um, so I'm just wondering where are Harriet's Mars lines? Um, actually very close to where she is. So she she has um one Mars Harriet you have one Mars line um like right through London which we know when you lived there was 
perhaps not your favorite place. Um, but what's interesting about your Mars is your Mars is in Pisces. So it also kind of helps you connect to that North Node energy of flowing more. But, you know, you were there in your 20s. Um, so perhaps it just also wasn't the right time for that line in a way. Yeah, I-, I think I was, yeah, new, I was newly qualified. I wasn't at a great hospital. My appendix ruptured. Mm. Like, yeah, it was just a lot like one of those. Yeah. One of those places where you just think actually and I had no roots or any particular reason to stay. So, yeah, I went and booked around the world trip instead. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, so the default. You're- um your mars lines so obviously we have four lines for every planet so you've got that one through london you've got one through fiji yeah my sister lived there for maybe six years and um, i visited her before i came to see you in china Mm, yeah so you've got a line there and then you've actually got one in china mongolia there's that yurt life um and it's also through Myanmar. So I don't know if you've ever felt drawn to go there, like to Bagan or somewhere, you know, like it, it also goes through Bhutan and into Tibet. So there's that connection also that that drive, um, you know, to kind of want to focus on meditation and things. And then the last one is actually in Mexico and um, it goes up into the USA. Um, but I think it's probably Mexico central. It's also like Guatemala, like that kind of area. Um you have a lot of lines happening in Central America. I'm just looking now. I'm like, you know, Costa Rica, Panama, Cuba, like so many things. Oh, yeah, we're, we're desperate to go to Cuba. It's always been somewhere I've been Same. desperate to go to. Yeah, you have like a lot happening. You've got four of those bubble areas there. So that that whole area is like calling out to you. Um yeah, but that's, you know, the fact that you're very close to a Mars line is um, so interesting. You know, we're, we're going to be kind of swimming in Mars energy then. You can tap into that, you know, to to also get your drive for this workshop. Um, then I can, you know, just by having Abby there. <laughs> well, actually, my Mars line is also in London. It's close uh-huh. to you too. And then it goes up to Sweden. Wow. So I actually have that connection with the both of you there. Mm. Um, so we've got lots of Mars energy going on and then... Um, will be an Aries season so that's exciting yay I'm sharing it on Mars day um yeah so guys you can um we are um obviously doing a retreat um a virtual retreat that is all about the energy of Mars and how we can actually all tap into that as we go into this Mars season um yeah we're going to kind of talk about the astrological aspects we're going to talk about human design and how you can bring all of those all of how you can ignite that inner flame you know um during this season and and of course Harriet is going to talk us through some beautiful meditations and some restorative yoga to kind of get you ready for that energy you know um so yeah, if you'd like to join, um, you can um, send us a DM as it will be um, going on this weekend. Yeah, we'd love to have you there. We already have lots of people joining, so it's going to be so nice. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, and as we kind of, now we're now we're in Aries season as this episode is out, but as we're recording, we're kind of winding up Pisces season. And Harriet, maybe just like one last question before we finish up. How has how has this Pisces season been for you? Because obviously, you know, it's your North Node. So 
you know, the past few weeks, do you feel like you've been having more vivid dreams? Have you been kind of, have you felt like a bit more tapped into your intuition? How's it been? Yeah, I have been having vivid dreams, actually. Um, Mm. And yeah, having, I think having had COVID in January and kind of dealing with the fallout of long COVID a bit, you know, I have been slowing down and Mm. trying not to become frustrated by not being able to be so physical. So I have spent more time meditating, writing, um, kind of tapping into that as, yeah, as I can't really do as much else right now. And yeah, I think um, that has probably maybe, I don't know whether that's tapped into the dreams or the dreams have influenced what I've been thinking about, you know, chicken or egg, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's definitely been quite a reflective window of time for me I think and also um looking ahead and beginning to build some energy and momentum in the year like I kind of feel March has been just just about kind of where my year's begun I I think that the first and that's yeah that's correct right because we're we're about to start the new or we've just started the new astrological year as this episode comes out yeah I think my year the beginning of the, the first two months didn't really count and now I feel like mm. I'm getting my drive and my motivation for the year and kind of thinking ahead and planning stuff and, yeah I love this time of year <laughs> yeah. it is my favorite yeah spring and I feel things being ignited and burst and um yeah it's starting a fresh quite literally burst yeah, it, <laughs> with your job every day of the year things are being birthed in my world but particularly out in the garden and you know in the longer days and Mm, yeah I'm feeling a lot more inspiration and um yeah I'm feeling good feeling good about everything yeah so I think we'll wrap it up there and um just thank you Harriet for coming on today and you know like opening up to us getting comfortable with that north node of vulnerability you know I can really see that shining through here um yeah and we can't wait to do this retreat together the three of us this weekend so exciting um yeah so thanks again for coming on and um Harriet quickly where can people find you if they're interested in your classes and things yeah thanks guys thanks for having me um you can find me at breathing underscore space underscore yoga on instagram or www.breathingspace-yoga.co.uk Amazing. We'll pop that in the show notes for everyone who's listening. And yeah, we'll be back next week after our retreat with another episode of The Stars Aligned. Farewell. Farewell. Farewell.